Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Hope you guys are enjoying the season. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, this is probably up there with last season for me so far. Probably the most enjoyable season I've ever watched a football. Um, we've shown a uh, like a strength and a mentality that I personally in my lifetime haven't seen from a Liverpool team. Maybe it's those of you who, who were around in the 80s saw that, but but for myself, uh, seeing this Liverpool team is is so amazing. And uh, yeah, you know, football couldn't be happier at the moment. I'm I'm always talking about football just because we are doing so well, and it's just it's just great to be in this position. Um, but anyways, enough enough of me uh, waxing lyrically about my love for Liverpool. The game against Bournemouth was uh, another game in which we showed all of our skills and qualities that we've been. Um, showing throughout the or throughout actually last season and most of this season, um, Bournemouth is a team that we have kind of in the near history done really well against. Um, we have had some tricky games against them. The four three at the Vitality a couple of years ago springs to mind, but in the last year or so, we've actually done pretty well against Bournemouth. Uh, my mind goes back to the game at the Vitality last season where Mo Salah scored a hat trick. Um, and then the game at Anfield last season where Wijnaldum scored that beautiful goal, uh, which was just a dink over, I think, Boric, who was in goal at the time. Um, so we've kind of always done okay against Bournemouth in terms of scoring. Um, and I think that's because we, the way we're set up as a team, we enjoy and we do, do play better against teams that want to play. Um, and Bournemouth are very much that type of team to their credit. You know, they, they're not... Um, you know, a team that will will set out their stall just not to concede, try and get a point, uh, like a Rafa Benitez's Newcastle or something like that. Um, they are a team that you know like to play. They've got the players who can play, and they do cause a threat. And uh, I think obviously that is a threat for them, and that's which is why and that philosophy has worked so well for them. However, against teams like us that enjoy teams that kind of come onto us um, and that like to play football. Uh, we often do better against those teams because it just it, the team opens up, which means we've got a bit more space to play in between the lines, um, and just uh, just you know play those passes into the front three, get them running beyond the defenders, um, and we just yeah we just always uh, perform better against them. Um, obviously, in this team there were again a raft of changes. Obviously, after midweek uh, where there were I think five changes, um, there were seven changes I think in the team. Uh, for the Bournemouth game with obviously Allison coming back in after his red card suspension. I don't know about me, but I always thought that a straight red card was was a three-game suspension. I don't know why uh, I why why I thought that, but maybe it was previously like that or not. not I'm not sure, but Allison was back in goal, so it was good to see him back. But it was good to get ad, good for Adrian to get a little run out um, in the Everton game. Um, Trent obviously didn't start, but I guess the only downer for us in this game was that Lovren had to come off. Um, I think uh, Klopp has come out and said... Um, that it was kind of precautionary and it was just kind of a, um, a, a, a strain rather than any type of injury. So hopefully that doesn't leave him out for too long. He may miss the Salzburg game, I think Klopp said in his post-match. But um, I think I would like to see, I think he said he's optimistic that he'll be back for Watford, which will be great. Uh, but Trent obviously came on. Joe Gomez got another start, another defender who we talked about in the last couple of episodes, maybe not getting as many chances as he would like. Uh, but again, based on the couple of injuries we've had, you know, now this opportunity, Robertson continuing and Van Dijk in defence. Uh, the midfield was changed up again um, with Henderson coming back into the team. Uh, Milner and also Naby Keita, who uh, Klopp very much admitted that he would have probably liked to play uh, in the Merseyside derby, but just wasn't brave enough to. So it was great to see him back in the team. He's a player that, you know, before he came to Liverpool, promised so much. And he has actually promised 
quite a lot in when he started at the beginning of last season and then when he started to pick up some form. But he has been hampered by so many injuries um, in his time at Liverpool that we haven't really been able to see him perform well um, for a consistent period of time. So hopefully now this is that time and, and fingers crossed he doesn't get injured because um, I think a couple of more long injury spells and he could start fading out of the team because Klopp just can't rely on him. But um, it was good to see him back in the team anyway. And then up front was looking a bit more familiar with Salah back in the team with Firmino, but Oxlade-Chamberlain playing off the left uh, with Mane given a rest. And I think Mane 100% deserves a rest. He... You know, he played all of the African Cup of Nations, got to the final, and then pretty much came straight back into our team with very little pre-season. Um, and he's pretty much been the mainstay of our team and carrying us actually in a lot of games. Um, so he definitely deserved a rest. Uh, so it was good to see again Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in the team. He scored, I think, before this game, he scored four in his last five starts. Um, so since he's come back as well, he's been uh, pretty prolific in terms of uh, goal-getting as well. And it was actually, the first goal was actually very reminiscent of a run at a goal that we would score when Mane was playing. Um, Jordan Henderson picked the ball up kind of in inside our own half, just maybe about 5-10 yards from the halfway line. There was absolutely no pressure on him. And almost like a Tom Brady-style quarterback pass, he absolutely pinged the ball over the top of the Bournemouth defenders to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain running in on it from the left, coming inside. And he was able to just get a toe past Ramsdale and um, the ball was in. And it was very much like, you know, that's exactly the type of run that Mane would make. Um, and so I guess maybe that was something that Klopp was talking to Oxlade-Chamberlain about and something that's worked so well for us in the past, those runs from outside in that Mo Salah does from the right and Sadio Mane does as well so successfully from the left. Um, so that was really, really good to see because I don't think, you know, that's not a natural thing for Oxlade-Chamberlain. You know, he's grown up playing central midfield mostly. He's obviously played out on the wing sometimes, but, uh, you know, his natural midfield, natural position is central midfield where I think he still is his best and will ultimately play the vast majority of his football. But um, but it was good to see him making that run in. Um, it was a fantastic, fantastic ball over from Henderson. I think Henderson is one of those players where we haven't seen him, we haven't seen, I think he actually has a really, really good array of passing, but I don't think we've necessarily seen it as much when he moved into that more advanced midfield position with Fabinho coming in at the number six role. Um, so for him to go back into that number six role, um, it gave him that bit more freedom uh, to play, you know, spray the ball across the pitch uh, because he very much does have the ability to do that. Um, so it was really good to get that get that first goal. We had, Before that, we'd kind of been toiling a bit, I would say. Um, we, were ho- we were holding the ball, kind of passing it around relatively well with good tempo, but we just weren't able to get any shots away on the goal or create any good chances. So that was that goal was really important to to uh, to break the deadlock. Obviously, Bournemouth had the uh, unfortunate thing of Nathan Ake getting injured. Um, I think that really demoralised the team. Uh, I think Jack Simpson, I think it was, who came on for them, who, who was his, you know was his first Premier League start as a young centre back. Um, I think that really demoralised them. Uh, and I think you know as 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 ruthless teams should do, uh, we capitalised on that. And, and soon after was when Oxley Chamberlain got his goal. But then after that, we actually got the second goal. And the second goal really impressed me. And the reason it really impressed me is because Bournemouth were playing quite defensive with with two lines of four. And what Trent Alexander-Arnold did, did, which uh, Joe Gomez, maybe because it's not just Joe Gomez's game, was able to quickly get the ball into Cater, who was actually between the lines. So if you watch the, the highlights of that goal, you will see Cater picking up the ball in between the midfield and the defenders. And from that position, he was able to get the ball into Mo Salah in the box 
And as always is the case, Mo Salah just attracts defenders. Uh, I think there was almost three defenders around him, which left Keita uh, loads of space in the box. And it was a beautiful little back heel from, uh, from Mo Salah. It was just a little deft touch. And um, Naby Keita had all the time in the world to just dink the ball past uh, Aaron Ramsdale. And yeah, that was, it was, uh, that was a really, really good goal. Um, I think it was one of my one of my it's definitely my favorite goal from the game I think just because Cater broke those lines and I think when he plays that's what he needs to be doing I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is also really really good at that when he plays in that central midfield position uh, but I just think that often we go sideways and we try and get the ball into Mo Salah down the line or something like that but being able to break the lines and get that player that links kind of Jordan Henderson or the number six uh, and the strikers, that kind of player in between that space is really important to the way we play and when we are successful. So it was really good to see that in that goal. Um, and then, yeah, in the second half, the tone was set very early. Bournemouth obviously kind of at that point knew the game was up almost um, and they weren't really pressing us too much. Um, and yeah, the game just got a little bit slow from their perspective. And so the the onus was really on us to to keep the pace up. Um, make sure we kept, uh, you know, kept the ball moving quickly, and to make sure we just didn't relax and, you know, give them a few chances or something like that. Um, but that's exactly. But what we did do, which is really good at the beginning of the second half, is we did exactly uh, what we should have done: is we kept the tempo up, we kept the ball moving, um, and that was showed very much in the third goal uh, for Mo Salah. So it was an, again a beautiful through ball pass. Um, from Naby Keita. Uh, it was actually very reminiscent of, uh, I think, the Shakiri goal that we scored against uh, Everton uh, in the midweek. Uh, it was a nice through ball behind the defenders and then allowing the left-footed uh, player coming in from the right, again, that outside-to-in run, uh, able to slot the ball past Aaron Ramsdale. And that's a, I think that was Mo Salah's first Premier League away goal of the season. Um, so by no means has he been having a bad season at all. Um, I think we always... I think we're always, and I even I think I'm guilty of this, always going to compare Mo Salah back to that first season. Um, and I think anything in comparison to that is never going to seem as good. But actually, he's still posting very, very good numbers. And he's still in a really, really important part of our team. Obviously, he got the assist in this game as well. So he's important to our team, not only from the goal side, but from the assist side as well. So it was really good to see him get on the score, score sheet as well. Um, again, you know, he, he will play a huge role for us uh, during this Christmas period. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good to see him get on the score sheet. I think Firmino had a bit of a quiet game uh, watching it. I kind of, he, he did link up uh, as much as he could, but I just felt like he just didn't get himself kind of into the game as much as he could have done. I think he probably could have done with dropping a little deeper um, and he him being the one that maybe fell between the lines. Um, but I felt like he just got a little bit lost in the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think it was his best game, but you know, it's okay. We won. We won 3-0. We can't have everything. Um, so that was still a very good performance overall. I think beyond that, beyond the third goal, I think they knew the game was over. And I think when Callum Wilson got injured as well, I think he felt his hamstring as well. I think Bournemouth just kind of were just like, look, we just need to protect our players now. They've got they've got more games coming that are going to be more vital to their season than this game. Um, and so they kind of, I think, just took the game um, and, and kind of just go, well, we'll just make sure it's no worse than 3-0. And I think we stepped off the gas a little bit as well, thinking about Salzburg on Tuesday as well. Uh, but it was also really good to see Curtis Jones get some Premier League minutes. Uh, he's obviously a local lad. Um, he's obviously got the winning goal in the, or the winning penalty in the uh, the EFL Cup against Arsenal. So his obviously confidence is up. And now that he's made up some, got some Premier League minutes as well, that will really help his confidence. And I actually think he's a really, really good player. 
Um, uh, I've seen some of his highlights and play when he plays for the under-23s. Um, he looks really promising, so hopefully he can kind of make the transition into the first team, play a few more minutes. I think he definitely will be playing in the Aston Villa EFL Cup game, so hopefully he can do well there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think after, after the third goal, we kind of just saw the game out. Um, and the one thing we got, um, which I think Klopp, in, in all the interviews and, and posts I've seen after the game, is we got the clean sheet. Um, and I read a couple of interviews with, with Jurgen Klopp and talking about how uh, himself and James Milner and everyone was really emphasising the point of a clean sheet in this game. Uh, in the last couple of episodes, I've talked about how we we haven't kept clean sheets, um, but it's been okay because we have been scoring you know, multiple goals. Um, however, we did need to fix this because we may not be able to do that in all games and particularly against, you know, games, Salzburg in the week is a good example, Leicester on Boxing Day, you know, we may not be able to score two, three goals and so we have to fix, um, you know, what's been going on in our defence in terms of clean she- clean sheets uh, and that's why the clean sheet today or against Bournemouth was so important because um, we, we just haven't had one. I think something like 14 games or 13 games or something, so which is a very, very long time. Um, but praise to Klopp, you know, he he emphasises the players and, and praise to the players as well for, for executing that because they really did. Um, obviously, we didn't have too much defending to do, but that's almost when it's harder to get a clean sheet because you have to stay concentrated for those one or two moments um, where the opposition may have an attack. Um, so a clean sheet was really good, particularly going into the Salzburg game. That is really, really positive where a clean sheet will be great for us. Um, obviously, if we get a clean sheet, we'll be guaranteed to to go through so that was really really good and a really positive um thing to see obviously we were able to rotate the squad i think obviously he didn't want trent to play um but trent had to come on but again the rotation of the squad um didn't have any negative impacts on the way we played our tempo or anything like that so that was really positive so it looks like although we are rotating the team and klopp is you know changing a few players in and out it isn't having a, an adverse effect on the team and the way we play which is the the thing you always fear um, when you know you're chopping and changing the team, but onwards we go to Salzburg next. Um, hopefully, getting through to the Champions League knockout stages in the new year. But uh, next time up, we face Watford. Uh, obviously, managerless Watford, who have um, struggled a bit so far. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure we will beat them. I'm hoping. You know, they they have looked pretty abject most of the season, so I'm, I'm pretty confident that we will beat them. But um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes uh, and make sure you tune in again for a review of the Watford game.